Hello there, and welcome to Fillmore here at Bunkerzilla UK. It's the place where we digest the latest movie releases across the cinematic spectrum. I am one half of your team here. I am Ian Bolton, and I'm joined by my cinematic partner in crime. It is Christian R. Allen. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Right, so... Halloween time is coming. It's around the corner. So we are going to dive into Disney's back catalogue and we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus. Jump back. Twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! Yes? ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. years later it's halloween eve and they're back uh -oh. we are home are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating <laughs> talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century how bad can it be reissued into cinemas during this halloween season and recently released in a 4k format from disney there is no better time to revisit their cult halloween classic Hocus Pocus, which was released all the way back in 1993. Three witches, played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathleen Ajami, are resurrected after 300 years to exact revenge and begin a reign of terror after Max, a young boy who's just moved to Salem with his family, lights a cursed candle that brings them back. And yes, spooky stuff goes on. Shenanigans and Shenanigans! <laughs> Shenanigans! Um... So yeah, so men, there are so many different ways you can watch Hocus Pocus at the moment. It's out on 4K from Disney. It's at cinemas, um, for example. Um, it's at my local view. Uh, it's also on Disney Plus. So there's plenty of ways to watch this film. You um, can't escape Hocus Pocus. No, you can't escape it. I think looking into this, it's had a little bit of well, it has a bit of a cult following because absolutely, yeah. And it, I think it's very easy to see why because it's, I think it's really powered by three really comedic performances by the witches themselves, led by Bette Midler, obviously with a, with a young Sarah Jessica Parker as well, and uh, uh, Catherine and Jimmy as well. They are just an excellent comedy trio. And I think every time the three of them are together, it's like I just, I, I found it really entertaining. Yeah, I, I felt exactly the same way. It's um, I hadn't watched it since I was a kid, and I had fond memories of it back back in 1993. Back um, in the days. Back in the days. And um, you're absolutely right. There definitely appears to be a cult following. I think because it, 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 is, it is quite a campy, fun film, and it does feel very – it's the best of that American-style Halloween, which we, we kind of do dabble in in the U.K., and other countries, but this is definitely America's territory when it comes to sort of like, um, you know, going all out. And it's a bit of a mixed bag for me rewatching this with sort of adult eyes. Um, I totally agree with you. The, the, the sisters, the witches themselves, are by far the best thing about this film. And they carry the film enough so to the point where I didn't hate this. Um, in fact, every time they're on screen, it's an absolute delight. And and yeah, I mean, um, Jimmy and, and Sarah Jessica Parker, that they they're both great. But this is mm. the Bette Midler show. Oh, absolutely. And and, and Bette Midler's clearly gone through the script, realised that this is, so, yeah, usual. I mean, it, it it feels very much like the kind of stuff that Disney Channel 
knocks out. Like these yeah. these movies that poor parents have to watch as their kids decide to buy like Descendants um, oh, or, yeah. or, or this Tosh. You know, that's not that great, but kids seem to lap up. Um, it's So I'd imagine Medler must have seen, read the script and then just thought, no, I'm going to have a blast. <laughs> I'm just going to have, they're clearly having fun. And they're, they're just, um, they do feel, it's, it's just interesting because they do feel like a threat. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's a, it's a joy to watch them um perform and like especially the sort of the fact that you know they're thrown 300 years in the future watching them freak out at the sight of a fire truck or um or, being or a bus or yeah <laughs> anything like that sort of like the fish out of water element of it is great my my yeah. my problems and i imagine i i suspect you've come to the same opinion as me watching this is everything around the witches is that kind of that disney channel-esque tosh that yeah. you know, the, yeah, that that kind of level of, I'm just gonna say it's crap. <laughs> it's just like, I think the softer word I would use is it's throwaway. It's, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's very disposable. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's it's basically you. You just over it. I mean, yeah, it's obviously because we're adults watching the film, but it's just you look at it. It's just like you remember that you definitely do remember the witches more, but you just don't really care about the kids. Well, not just, this. This is the this is the thing. So the, the first ten minutes set during the sort of the, the height of the Salem witch trials, that kind yeah. of period. It's very dark great. opening. Very dark opening. It's very engaging, yeah. and I can see why children would be drawn to this because kids love this kind of stuff, and rightly yeah. so. Um, but then then it cuts to modern day, and it takes about twenty minutes um, to get to their resurrection, um, and that twenty minutes is filled with really odd. Um, teen drama that doesn't really tonally set well within the film. I mean, it talks about it talks about virginity, and um, you know, there's the issue of bullying. The bullies are basically strange. I don't know if they're a ripoff of Balkan Skull from Power Rangers at the time. I was thinking that, <laughs> or if the Balkan Skull were a ripoff of them. But it's the same kind of deal, and it's just it's it feels like the writers, um, the the makers of this film have an idea of what teenagers are like having watched MTV, but have never actually bothered to speak to real children, well, uh, real adolescents. Because they just, everything comes across as just kind of weird. Again, it's a weird Disney Channel. It's it, yeah, it's like it's written, I don't know, it just doesn't feel, the witches feel more authentic than the real, the, the actual normal characters. Do you know who the director is? Or what the director's also gone to do. Kenny Ortega. Um yes. no, not for the top of my head. Okay. Well, if if for the Disney fans, they're probably screaming very loudly at us right now. Uh he is responsible for high school musical. And I, I told and you and the descend- Disney, and the descendants. <laughs> I told you, Disney Channel disposable parent nightmare. <laughs> it's they're, yeah. they're not, I mean that they, they, they are those kind of films, they're committee designed. They lack they lack artistic integrity. Hey, if I was hired to direct one, I would take the money. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not. This isn't a value judgment on Ortega or anyone who involved with those productions here. They cast or acting or whatnot. I understand why those films exist, but those films exist to sell merchandise. Mm. Like that's and that they I don't see them as being particularly great 
forms of artistic expression. And the problem of Hocus Pocus is it feels half the time, it feels very committee led, very by the numbers, mm. awkward, weird teen soap mixed with child friendly um, witch hunting. Um, it, yeah, but yeah, it's just, it's just, again, if it wasn't for Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, or Kathy Nijime, um, this it, this film would be no one would watch this film. Yeah, I think because I I've never seen Hocus Pocus before. I know of oh, it. Oh, really? Um, I know of it, and I know of I know of the fondness for it. So coming into it and watching it, it's kind of like yeah, I I can see why it's a cult following. I could see why 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 people who watch it their kids are drawn to it now. Um, Do you feel there's but, a bit of nostalgia glasses being worn by a lot of people? Possibly. Because the, the, contem- the contemporary to this, which you know, technically not Disney, you know, Touchstone, but it is Disney, released at the same time, was The Nightmare Before Christmas. And yeah. I've rewatched that recently. I, I mean, I, I love that the same, just the same as I loved this as a child. Having rewatched Nightmare Before Christmas at, through adult eyes, I, I'm still convinced that's an excellent movie. Mm. Um, and it seems to have, seems to have, um, kept within the cultural zeitgeist a little bit longer than Hocus Pocus. Although, although with this new campaign, with the re-release and the 4K, I'd imagine this... I mean, there, there, seem, there is discussions of a sequel being produced, I believe. Yeah, there's. I think there's been talk for it for some time, but nothing too concrete has appeared. Obviously, if we are wrong, do let us know in the comments below. Um, yeah. In that side of things. But do, um, you, do, you, do you understand why this film's gathered a kind of cult following? Or can yeah, you... I, I, I think it's, it's like... Again, these are different different types of films to kind of look at. I mean, it's like I'm a sucker for Batman Forever, and that's because I watched <laughs> Batman Forever when I was younger. And it's like it's like this is one of the coolest things I saw as a child. <laughs> it really is when now. you rewatch it. Yeah, when you rewatch it, you really know. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit all over the place. It doesn't know what it's trying to be. I mean, but, when, when I was a child, my favorite Batman movie was Batman and Robin. What an idiot! I saw Batman. It's like shocking admission of the episode. I saw Batman and Robin twice at the cinema <laughs> because I was thinking, yeah, this is fine. This is, it's silly, but it's fine. And then you watch it when like 10 years later and go, oh no. It's, oh it's, no. It's the bat credit card that kills your soul. Just <laughs> no way home without it. <laughs> you know, you know, George, you, you know, if you approach George Clooney in the street, if you ever see George Clooney in the street and tell him you bought a ticket to see that film, he will pull out like $10 and give you a refund there. And then he's done that before he owes you like 20 quid. Oh, like, oh no, I'm a, it's like, it's like George needed, George needed a proper start. He got, it's like, it's not the best start, but I, I, he learned from it. So I'm going to say totally off tangent. Actually, the only redeeming feature of Batman and Robin is George Clooney. I think he is an excellent, really underrated Batman. Mm. He just happens to be in the worst movie ever made. Playing Batman, so so if he came in maybe for Batman Forever, that might. Have. Yeah, I, I think he would have. I yeah, I think he would have a lot more um, affection for his portrayal if it wasn't. That's the thing. I can't forgive that movie for the movie it is. And again, bat, what ruined Batman and Robin is that some guys are complaining about it. It's it's you know designed by committee. Batman mm. Robin was specifically designed to sell those toys. The reason why and Tim Burton Happy Mills. Well, exactly. The reason why Tim Burton was sacked after Batman Returns, because the plan was already always to do a trilogy with um, um, the actor's name, uh, Billy, 
who played oh, Billy D. Williams. So thank you, Billy D. Williams um, was originally meant to be the two face for the final villain, and I think it was going to be cool. Something really bad. Like Batman continues, as it does. Yeah, the reason. But anyway, the reason why Tim Burton was fired is because Batman Returns was so adult orientated that all the McDonald's marketing just just didn't work. Didn't make any sense. All these children were being from being like force fed. Batman merchandise for a film they couldn't see. Oh, it's uh, and it, that sort of situation came out to a nasty effect with Spider Man. Very first. Well, that, I mean, that changed legis- legislation in this country. Yeah. That actually had impact on the BBFC. And that's how we got the twelve A. Yeah, which is the strangest certificate. It's kind of pointless in a way, but yeah, I, 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 anyway, I hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. <laughs> I was about to have a clever segue back to hocus pocus, but that okay. <laughs> no, you don't deserve it now. All right, uh, fine, <laughs> fine. Be that way. Be that way. Um, yeah. So the thing is, I, I I can understand why younger people who watched it when they're younger have resonated with the film. Um, I think for me, coming in, I can see again. I see why the the witches themselves are brilliant. No questions asked. And you're right. Everything else around it is just. Pat. Indifferent shrug um, yeah. to it. Um, so I think if you were, if you had a family, if you're watching this and you have a family, and you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus or you want to pass down Hocus Pocus to your kids, this is a good time to do it. It's fun. Uh, the kids will probably find some, enjoy- will probably find enjoyment out of it. Um, and yeah, it's it's fine for the family Halloween season, um, but it's not necessarily going to the top of my Halloween lists. And um yeah, that's that's all I can say. It's like I I didn't mind it. I'm not gonna watch it again. <laughs> yeah, that was, what else that, can I say? That's, that's very similar to my take, and it was surprised me because I when I went down uh, when I sat down to watch this, um, haven't seen it in 10, 15 years. I thought brilliant. I'd love to. You know, this. I, I generally, if we had done the review, I'd probably picked up the 4K at some point, just through nostalgia glasses. Mm. I'm glad I didn't because that would have been a waste of 25 quid. I, I, but I totally agree with you on the fact that, you know, if I had a kid, I would gladly sit down and watch this with them. I think children will enjoy this. There's a lot to gain yeah. for it. Even though some of the themes are, don't quite gel, like the, the, mm. you know, the, the um, developing sexuality of the main teenage characters, which that's, that, that's just, you know, it's kind of there. Um, the whole virginity subplot and whatnot. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of, I'm not sure who this film is for, if that makes sense. Um, Mm. Yeah. It just feels a bit tonally off at times. Um, But no, I I agree. I think, I think most families would enjoy this Mm. and Bette Midler is a delight and she should have won best actress at the Academy Awards that year for this performance because it's incredible. And (laughs) and she's clearly having the time of her life. Um, (laughs) So, Oh yeah, some of the music's good as well. The, oh yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the song the, and dance number. Yeah, I put a spell on you. Yeah, that that was very good sequence. I thought, and uh, yeah. to be honest, uh, just not to be totally negative, some of the positives I could think of as well. The special effects aren't bad. Yeah, they're very good for the, yeah. for the age. Yeah, the cat, the cat in particular. I mean, it's kind of obvious now, but for the time, I think that's not that's quite an achievement. And some, some of the, the you know the, the prosthetics and the zombies and stuff like that, I, I think look great. It looks really good for for a, what it is. 
you have an early appearance by Doug Jones in the film as well as um really as as the resurrected as the resurrected uh, soldier trying to get the kids for most of the film. Oh, right. oh that's Doug that. Jones. <laughs> his his begin the beginning of Doug Jones' plan, endless uh, time in the makeup booth. Hmm. But like, you actually saw you actually saw his face a lot more in this one because it's actually his face. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Let's move on to let's move on to a star rating here for um, for Hocus Pocus. I think because of those strong performances, and because I think it, it's still probably a, it's still a decent Halloween film for families. I think three stars is the max I could go for this. I think if it wasn't for Midler and Co, this would be lower. Yeah, because when I was watching this, I was thinking, how do I rate this? And every time they're on screen, I was thinking, no, this is a solid four-star movie. Every time they're off screen, this is barely a two-star movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, three. Yeah, I completely agree. Still a recommendation, uh, yeah. obviously, like we've just said. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, again, if you're a fond fan of it or if you're a family looking for something spooky this Halloween, you can't go wrong with it, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, that's Hocus Pocus. It puts a spell on you for certain amounts of time. So those are our thoughts on Hocus Pocus. If you want to share your thoughts on the film, do let us know in the comments below. Uh, We've also reviewed recently Akira 4K. It's one of our previous videos. Do check that out. And of course, as always, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at filmraw at bunkerzilla.co.uk. So until the next time, keep it cinematic. I've been Ian Bolton and joined by Christian Allen. Happy Halloween in two weeks' time. Pretty much. Spooky goodbyes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the, the least spooky thing I've ever heard in my life.